1: This is not about judicial ethics. This is not about rules that should apply to judges across the board. We could have a reasonable discussion about that. This is about applying a double standard to Clarence Thomas and only Clarence Thomas.
2: Senator Ted Cruz yesterday in the United States Senate on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, telling the truth about the left vilifying racists that they are. Clarence Thomas, in particular, and of course, his wife, Ginny Thomas, now going after Justice Samuel Alito and Justice John Roberts, the turtle. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell adhered to the Harry Reid rule on appointing federal judges and confirming federal judges in the Senate in an election year. Harry Reid came up with that rule and then and uh, Mitch McConnell warned him at the time, you know, this is going to come back and bite you perhaps sooner than you than you think. And then, sure enough, it came back and bit them sooner than than they had thought. And it bit them not just on federal bench seats, but on the Supreme Court itself. And, uh, you know, that, that that that's only part of the explanation for the Democrat self-immolating. Last year on Earth Day on the uh, plaza in front of the United States Supreme Court, killed himself. Democrat came in from uh, Boulder, Colorado, I believe, and did the buddhist monk thing in front of the supreme court because he's very angry that people continue to put smoke into the atmosphere so naturally he chose self immolation as a form of protest because god knows they don't make any sense that is it's an extraordinary time you know the democrats and their suicide attacks they've got democrats have had more suicide attackers in the united states in the last 5 years in the last 5 years more suicide attacks and attackers by the democrat party I, I think uh, Western Europe hasn't had that many radical Islamic jihadi suicide attacks over the same period of time, much less the United States of America. We haven't had that many, uh, certainly, radical Islamic jihadi suicide attacks as the Democrats have provided us with. Whack-a-doodle-doo. But that is uh, Ted Cruz yesterday, a hearing on Capitol Hill in the Senate, controlled by the Democrats, a, uh, a hearing designed to attack and undermine... Public confidence in the United States Supreme Court, and in particular targeting African American conservative nominee and great Supreme Court justice, and incidentally, a friend of mine, Justice Clarence Thomas, who uh, has been cleared of all wrongdoing but uh, adhered to all of the rules of ethics and beyond that the Supreme Court requires. Uh, but uh, pay no attention to that because, you know, there are. You know, the news media, it's what information dominance is for. As their boy Joseph Goebbels of the Socialist Workers' Party said, of Germany, a lie told once remains a lie, a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. And that's what uh, they're depending on. They just repeat it over and over and over again until in the public consciousness it becomes the truth quite extraordinary. My friend Mark Paoletta, who has worked as an attorney for Justice Clarence Thomas, also sharing lots of information that I shared with you last last week about um, how Justice Clarence, and he's written extensively about this and published extensively about this, Mark Paoletta, about how Justice Clarence Thomas has adhered to an. Um, and conformed with all of the ethical standards and rules for the Supreme Court, which is why the Democrats now want to change them. And, of course, they don't want these rules to apply to themselves in the Senate, because they don't, or to members of the House of Representatives, because they don't. But Mark Paoletta, again, tweeting out, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who belongs to a whites-only exclusive yacht club in Rhode Island, of all places. That's why they, uh, called him, they call him uh, uh, Senator Whites-only. Call him uh, Senator White Man, Senator Whites-only, his Whites-only club. Oh, no, 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 we've got um, an ethnic mix. Yeah, they have an Italian. <laughs> Senator Whitehouse attacks Justice Thomas on his disclosure forms. Has he reviewed Justice Jackson, Ketan J. Brown Jackson's forms. She's made multiple errors over the years as a federal judge and now that she's on the Supreme Court. But of course she's not going to be held to that standard because they're Democrats. Were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. And she still may not be properly disclosing her income. And Mark Paoletta, attorney, uh, writer, author, filmmaker, writes, let's review, follow along, uh, and he pr- produces the documentation of uh, Democrat justices not following the, uh, the rules, whether they're rigorous or not, they're the rules that are in place. Justice Katanji Brown Jackson failed to disclose her husband's consulting income on medical malpractice cases on some of her previous forms, that is to say, multiple forms. How many years and filings did she fail to disclose this income? But she does not appear to have corrected or fixed those errors, multiple, plural. The law requires a filer to report a spouse's income from any source of more than $1,000. And in her recent form, she lists in Part 3, legal malpractice consulting, which appears to describe any activity and not a source. So she is not filing correctly unless her husband set up an LLC and performed these consulting services uh, services through this entity. Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson must report her husband's fees from each source and each client that paid him more than $1,000. It is uh, perfectly unclear whether he named his entity Legal Malpractice Consulting as she listed it because she did not list accurately. Katanchi Brown Jackson's husband is a doctor and no doubt charges significant fees. So every client likely paid him more than $1,000 as Justice Katanchi Brown Jackson amended her previous forms in her district court and D.C. Circuit court uh, uh, submissions to reflect each source that paid her husband? Of course not. Has Justice Jackson presided as a judge in any medical malpractice case that affected his clients or his field of practice? Justice Jackson also failed to report reimbursements from 2014 and 2016 for speeches. She also failed to disclose her salary for teaching at George Washington University in 2014. Justice Jackson only disclosed these omissions once she was nominated to the Supreme Court, but they were violations as she was sitting on a federal court, and she was required to report, and she failed to do so. But under Senator Sheldon White's only from Rhode Island, in his view that repeated omissions constitute willfulness was her failure to disclose over several years years willful? It certainly was repeated. Pretty amazing stuff here. And uh, Mark Paoletta on Twitter lays it all out. Mark Paoletta, attorney, says, My view is that these were mistakes and that she noted the omissions when they were called to her attention, but it appears she still needs to correctly disclose her spouse's income sources. But it's outrageous that... Senator Sheldon Whiteman, with his Whites Only Club, smears Justice Clarence Thomas on this issue and no one else. Isn't that amazing? What is his view on Justice Jackson's repeated and years-long violations? These are entirely legitimate questions. Uh, 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 uh. And they have these left-wing uh, smear campaigns that they've set up, fix the court legal campaign, Sheldon uh, White House man, and... Uh, uh, media are pursuing these questions with as much vigor as they're pursuing the originalist justices. Now, this is a political Democrat Party smear. This is what information dominance is all about. It's a one way street. Were it not for double standards, they would have no standards at all. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, so the big hearing yesterday uh, smearing racists that they are the party of the Confederacy and the Klan and Jim Crow. Still segregated, uh, the party of segregated graduations at Columbia University, racially segregated, and, of course, the lavender graduation for LGBTQQIA, a ampersand pound sign plus. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man. Yes, sir. Also, Michael Peck who is a a filmmaker and scholar and a friend of mine also. The perfect summary of uh, today's hearing. We know what this is all about. Yesterday's Democrat lynching. It's a continuation of the high-tech lynching of Clarence Thomas that was begun in 1991 by Joe Biden, who now lives in the White House. We know what this is all about. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed. Just say it. Then, now, at least, we're honest with each other. That is, Clarence Thomas himself from the film Created Equal and the book Created Equal by Michael Pack, friend of mine and filmmaker and author. But that's your Democrat Party. The, the lynchings will continue until they seize control of the court. All right, so that's uh, that's your your Democrat Party for you. Uh, let's go. Speaking of the Democrat Party, let's go to soundbite number one. Yesterday, I failed to use all the audio that we uh, that we prepared for the show <laughs> because we got to talking and things were going on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Anthony Fauci, you know him, Anthony Fauci is the, uh, the media guru. He's, uh, he's a hero of the left. They have signs in their front yards all over Washington, D.C. and Montgomery County, uh, Maryland, full of uh, lefty liberals. With, uh, thank you, Anthony Fauci and all this stuff. Remember Anthony Fauci in April of 2020 telling us that, uh, well, when this thing is over, the whole world is going to be a completely different place. When you gradually come back, you don't jump into it with both feet. You say, you know, what are the things that you could
1: still do and still approach normal? One of them is absolute compulsive hand washing. Compulsive. The other one is you don't ever shake anybody's hands. <laughs>
2: That's clear. That's clear. Never shake anyone's hands ever again. That's never. And uh, I don't think compulsive hand washing is a, a sound recommendation from a medical professional. Compulsive behavior is is not something we aspire to. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Compulsive hand washing should become the norm and never ever shake anyone's hand again. This is why some people are still driving around in their cars by themselves wearing masks because of advice like this. That's right. We will never shake hands again. I don't think we would ever should ever shake hands ever again, to be honest with you. Not only would it be good to prevent coronavirus disease, it probably would decrease the incidence of influenza dramatically in this country. Now, cut down on the reproduction rate for humans too, because you know, if you don't start with a handshake, how are you going to get uh, you know at a home uh, home plate there? Uh, that is, uh, never shake hands again. Uh, compulsive hand washing is highly recommended, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Isn't that amazing? Just amazing stuff. You remember Joe Biden warning us. When was this, the uh, December of 2021, uh, uh, Dr. Joe Biden. He's married to a doctor. Yeah, they gave her a Ph.D. because her husband provided the funding to the university. But never mind that. We are looking at a winner of severe illness and death. Severe illness and death. For the unvaccinated. He was uh, going on and on. If you're unvaccinated for you, not for the vaccinated. Uh, It's a winner of uh, severe illness and death. Do you see the CEO of Moderna taking in billions? Billions. Literally billions. It's good to be a Democrat. You know, they mandated his product. I I wish they would mandate T-shirts and coffee mugs from the Chris Plant store in the same way that I would take in billions, because every American would have to have a T-shirt and a coffee mug from the Chris Plant store, which are excellent T-shirts and coffee mugs, just uh, in passing. You know, I love to tell the truth, and I love to offer solutions. Well, if you have high blood pressure, maybe you live with someone who does, I want to tell you about some friends of mine. 120 Life. 120 Life, they're a Chicago-based company that developed a delicious juice drink that can help lower your blood pressure naturally. 120 Life is a natural juice drink made from pomegranates, tart cherries, cranberries, hibiscus, beetroot, magnesium, magnesium. Look them up. They are all beneficial for your blood pressure. can help lower your blood pressure without the side effects and do it naturally. I'm drinking it, and I love it. I know you're going to love it, too. helps me keep energized and helps keep my keep my blood pressure in check, too. The truth is there are easy, natural ways to help keep your blood pressure in check, and one of them is 120 Life. So check it out and tell them Chris Plant sent you. Visit 120Life.com. That's 120Life.com. And you can order a two-week trial pack of their juice drink. There's a money-back guarantee, so you can't lose. Just use the the code Chris, and you're going to save 15% because you hang with me. The natural approach to blood pressure management. Visit 120life.com today and start seeing the benefits in just two weeks. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or condition. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, remember all the good advice we were getting? And uh, now, you know, we're, we're uh, lifting the ban. Biden has had a ban on people coming into the country if they're unvaccinated. But that, va- that ban is going away now. They're pulling the plug on the ban on unvaccinated people going into the, into the country. I guess it's going to be a summer of, of death and mayhem and discontent.
0: The reason to take the vaccine is, of course, because it can protect you from severe death.
2: You know Rob O'Neill, the former uh, member of uh, what we call SEAL Team Six, who uh, put the last and final bullet into Osama bin Laden, to kill the troglodyte mass murderer from hell. Um, and in Texas, they caught the, uh, you know, the mass murder illegal alien down there. Just don't call him an illegal alien. MSNBC will become angry with you. Rob O'Neill, Navy SEAL, who I've met uh, a number of times, had beers with. Great guy. He tweeted out, tweeted out to be clear, I've had so much, I've had so much at drag shows and I do truly appreciate their artistic talents. However, grown men should not be showing their beep to children. Seems reasonable. Okay, uh, today is mailbag day also, and we have uh, questions from you, our beloved listeners, that I will seek to answer or at a bare minimum respond to. So many wacky Democrat stories, and I want to share with you a moment at a restaurant in San Diego County in California, uh, a restaurant where they play the national anthem every day at noon. Which has caused Democrats to lose what's left of their minds. Wait really, you hear this stuff, and a, a news report from from San Diego, a television station in San Diego. It's actually the television station uh, where my brother is a news reporter. But let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to let's go to Saul calling from Silver Spring, Maryland. Saul, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
3: Hey, Chris. Good morning. Hey, Saul. So. My point is that with all the focus now on the definition of woman, no one has ever tried to define what the word black means. I've been asking this question for over 30 years. No one wants to even try to answer. Back in uh, prehistoric times when I attended law school, the first thing they taught us was the concept of void for vagueness. That is a statute or a law has to be understandable. Yet we have all these laws and statutes and rulings that use the word black, and we don't know what it means. Do we have Nuremberg laws? Uh, am I black because I have one grandparent who is black? Uh, is the determination done visually? And if so, by whom? Uh, what about a person with black parents who looks white? Um, If I apply for a black scholarship, who's to say that I'm not black? And if a person with a penis can feel female and be recognized as such under the law, why can't I feel black and qualify for that black agricultural set-aside that the government has set up unconstitutionally, in my opinion? I think this is really a central issue that needs to be addressed and is a real good argument um, in favor of equality for all, uh, dare I use the word equity.
2: Dare I use the word equity. Well, you raise an interesting question. I believe in law more than 100 years ago, uh, black or African-American was defined as one-eighth. Isn't that right? One-eighth if you're – but you had to be able to prove that you're one-eighth black, and I don't know how you do that. And also because the Democrats have turned everything into mush – You've got Rachel Dolezal, who has four white grandparents and therefore two white parents, who said that she was black, and MSNBC said that's okay with them. Uh, MSNBC, uh, an alleged news organization that wins awards for journalism and pays their so-called journalists millions of dollars a year, they, uh, they said, we played the audio earlier today, that if uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren thinks she's a Cherokee Indian, who are we to second guess, playing the audio of the Republican councilman from Delaware County in Indiana who says that he now identifies as a woman of color who is a lesbian and uh, perhaps he's drawing attention to the absurdity of the left's uh, deconstruction of language and science and genetics but honestly uh, all of this comes down to and the left with their semantics um you know it it is they've 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 torn the world apart uh, by way of in large part, manipulation and deconstruction of language, right? And what do these words mean anymore? What is what is a woman if a man... I, I was... Uh, uh, yesterday did a story where at a uh, university, they're putting what they call menstrual products in men's rooms because the head of the organization, a student there, said that, you know, for men who menstruate. So th- they've, they've torn the language down to the point where... Uh, words have no meaning anymore, which is quite deliberate and by design, right, Saul?
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. But what I'm saying is the lack of definition and what the uh, leftists are now doing can be used against them. What would happen if tens or hundreds of thousands of college students applied for black scholarships? What would happen if every um, uh, farmer in the United States applied for these black set I mean, eventually, you're going to force. I mean, some, there are, in fact... Uh, people who are turned away as not qualifying because somebody has determined that they're not black. And I don't really have a problem with that. I don't want to get, you know, down into the guts of it. But what I'm asking for is a definition and somebody explaining to me why any law that used the word black is not by definition void for vagueness because nobody knows what that means.
2: Well, that's right. Nobody knows what woman means. They've erased the word woman. They've erased what it means to be a woman. They've erased the value of being a woman. We played Dave Chappelle a little while ago saying, you know, uh, the person formerly known as Bruce Jenner uh, was made woman of the year, his first year uh, declaring himself to be a woman. We got that uh, lunatic with the Bud Light uh, influencer. Dylan yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. Um, just, uh, just extraordinary, extraordinary stuff. In fact, you know, the headline today... Bud Light Maker offers distributors free beer, more ad spending after Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Anheuser-Busch wholesalers say they've faced plummeting sales and personal threats, naturally that's the world we live in and the country that the left has created, over backlash from a promotion with transgender influencer, whatever the hell that is. A maker of Bud Light, the maker of Bud Light is uh, working to make amends with its distributors who say they've been they've taken the brunt of the backlash to a company promotion with a transgender influencer. Yesterday I was sharing that they have lost what is it 26% of their market share of their sales, 26% since this uh, this happened. And now the Navy is going with a you know it works so well for Bud Light that the Navy's going with a transgender recruitment scheme um you know i the democrat party is a party uh, it's where crazy people gather to wield political force and they'll riot and loot and burn uh, and sack and plunder if you do not bow to their demands probably shouldn't say bow in this context but but uh listen uh Saul, thank you um Thank you for raising question now we've got somebody else raising raising a series of questions too. Let's go to Christian calling from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Christian, you're on the Chris Plant show
1: Hey Chris, thanks for letting me on again. This is um quite the honor um, can you hear me
2: Oh sure yeah I'm sorry you're welcome I was just I was just <laughs> shutting up to let you talk you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm
1: um, anyway, I was just thinking about while I was listening on the way into my homeschool uh, end of year co-op graduation ceremony that um, how we are always – we being conservatives and Americans and freedom lovers are like accused of hating transgenders, being an- anti-transgender, anti-this, anti-that. And they got it all wrong. We're not anti the people who are victims of this transgender ideology were anti-ideology. We, I mean, I know a transgender uh, person, and I love her to death. I mean, I'm really sad that she's going through this. And so it's not like we have hatred for those those people. We have hatred for the the establishment that's put them through this, that's lying to them and, you know, all the hell that they're going through, you know, transforming kids, you know, mutilating kids and confusing with drugs and whatever else. That's what we hate. We don't hate um, the Mexicans or whoever that's coming on the southern border, we don't hate those people. They're people. They're children of God. We love them and we feel sorry for all the children who are being trafficked and all the chaos that's been created by the system. So it's not that we hate brown people or Mexican people or any people for that matter. We hate when the establishment as well creates chaos and creates danger and creates uh, you know, division. Same thing with uh, inner city blacks that are killing each other in Chicago. We don't hate black people. That's stupid. We love people. We just hate the fact that they're caught up in this system, that they're you know, forced into this, and they're you know, lost, I guess you'd say, that they're creating such violence. It's not just blacks there, obviously, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's, uh, we're, we're accused of being racist, homophobic, anti-Tran, blah, blah, blah. We're anti-hatred. We're anti-overbearing government, stupid government,
2: communism. That's what we're anti. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, you know, of course it does. Yeah, that, no, that's absolutely right, and I don't, and and I agree completely. I don't hate anybody, including uh, transgender people. But I do believe they've been caught up in uh, something that the left has created and ginned up. Where you know, where were all these people ten years ago, and 50 years ago, and 100 years ago, and a thousand years ago? Uh, the Democrat Party has whipped it up into a uh, into a thing. You know, this is they've turned it into a fad uh, that they they've got people. Like high school girls jumping on the bandwagon. You know, there is a a survey out, Household Pulse survey, that came out uh, October of 2022, and they used the U.S. Census uh, as their source of data. And they asked uh, total LGBT, right? Uh, Lesbian, gay, bi, trans, by generation. And um, baby boomers said 2.7%, 2.7% of Baby boomers said they fell into LGBT, right? The uh, previous generation before them, 1.7%. Then Gen X, it goes up to 3.3%. Millennials, they say LGBT, 11.2%. Now Gen Z, 19.7% say they are LGBT, all right? So baby boomers, 2.7%. Gen Z, 19.7%. That's basically 20%, rounding uh, error. And that's one out of five people are gay. All right? Uh, And something happened there. Something happened along the way. That's uh, another lyric to another song. But when you go from 2.7% gay with the baby boomers, 3.3% with Gen X, not that long ago, to suddenly 19.7%, there is a sales campaign going on here. They've made it more popular than Bud Light.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and I, I totally believe that the people behind all this, how that works, could care less about transgender people, gay people, black people, whatever. All they're caring about is division. This is a way to destroy us from within, divide us, conquer us, divide and conquer. And that's exactly what they're doing.
2: It's the left manipulating public opinion in the name of power, in the name of securing power. And there are many means by which you secure power. And certainly the division, the left, uses division along lines of race and class and gender. They've multiplied the number of genders for that very reason. They've actually multiplied the number of races, too. There are only four races on the planet Earth. But you'd think that there were 100 different races in the United States the way that the Democrats, the left, that is to say, have divided us and pitted us against one another. Uh, they pretend for resources or or something like that. I mean, or everything from global warming to... The, it's just completely nuts what they've done to us. Uh, but, but you're on to them, and you're absolutely right. I don't... I don't. I can't think of anybody that I actually hate. Even, um, you know, I have talked about this over the years. I, I don't like Al Qaeda. I think that you know ISIS uh, they should be shot in the head and killed for the good of mankind. But that's for the good of mankind. It's because I love normal people and everybody else that wants to live in peace. Um, Rob O'Neill shot Osama bin Laden in the head. I I, I, I was I didn't like Osama bin Laden. I believe that he should have been shot and killed. Uh, he was, uh, again, uh, like a product of of the radical Islamic jihadi system in which he was raised and he became a monster and he needed to be killed for the good of humanity um, and and kids. You mentioned like inner city crime and Chicago and Baltimore and so on. Um, I don't I don't you know, despise the, the adults or the teenagers that are doing the killing. The the adults perhaps, should be held accountable for creating this environment in which these people were raised and for raising human beings like their feral cats. And uh, that's what has created the, the nightmare scenarios that we see in Chicago and Detroit and, and uh, in Baltimore and, and elsewhere. Um, and it's every time I look up, uh, it's the left, Christian, it's the left every single time. Credit or blame goes to in the end, the Democrat Party. That's the reality. Uh, And thank you for the call. And it's a very thoughtful contribution. So I I appreciate your calling in. You know, and speaking of the left, they continue to demolish everything in their path, uh, including San Francisco, the once great city of San Francisco. And I've got a number of stories to share with you out of San Francisco today. You know, the open-air drug markets, the mentally ill homeless people, the, the drug addiction, the um, syringe, the needle and syringe handouts, The you know, the Biden people sending out free crack pipes. No, it's just a glass tube with a brass screen and a rubber mouthpiece. It's not a crack pipe until you put crack in it. Do they give them big lighters, too? Because you'd think you'd have to give them big lighters. What kind of racists are they not giving them big lighters? But we've got uh, we've got an update on that, and uh, and in New York City, what happens when a security guard attempts to arrest a shoplifter? All right, out of uh, New York City, wild video shows Walgreens security guard getting hit by shoplifter. And he's the one arrested. The New York Post, Craig McCarthy writing, and there is video, it's amazing, an armed security guard at Walgreens at uh, Port Authority bus terminal in New York City says he was wrongfully arrested after he jumped in to stop a shoplifter who allegedly clocked him in the head with a jar of food. Uh, There's video of it. Retired NYPD officer Salvatore Lopacino 50 years old, intends to sue the Port Authority Police Department over the March incident that left him facing charges, including assault for allegedly threatening to recklessly cause injury to the accused thief's back. Now, here's what happened. Uh, Cell phone footage uh, footage shows this. Uh, Lopa, it's, excuse me. Lopeciolo, Lopeciolo, Salvatore Lopeciolo. He retired from the NYPD last year. He took a job at Walgreens as a security guard, a shoplifter, came in with an empty bag, filled it up with stuff, was walking out. Security guard tried to, to stop him. The thief swung the bag, uh, slammed him in the head. There were jars of things in the bag, uh, Put a big welt on his forehead. And the Port Authority police arrested the security officer for assaulting the shoplifter. So much for broken windows policing. This is the opposite of a sane society. This is uh, Democrats in New York City and Mayor Eric Adams, who used to be a police officer and should be arrested himself. Now, this is at a Walgreens in New York and they arrested him. He spent seven hours in jail before uh, making bail and being released and he's being charged with multiple charges, multiple counts, including assault on the shoplifter. He's the security guard, right? You may remember that Walgreens, the same Walgreens, closed five stores in San Francisco, five locations, citing organized retail crime, violence against their employees and customers, and uh, Walgreens pulled out of San Francisco altogether because Democrats, because Democrats. You may also recall that Whole Foods removed their flagship store from San Francisco uh, on April 11th of this year, just a short time ago, shut down their flagship store in San Francisco, citing safety concerns for their employees and, um, and the crime and the theft because of Democrats. Let's just call it what it is. Now, today we learn that the department store Nordstrom is pulling out of San Francisco The Nordstrom store, the last one in San Francisco, and the Nordstrom Rack, where they have the less expensive Nordstrom stuff, uh, pulling out of San Francisco because San Francisco is being murdered by the Democrats. You may remember Mayor London Breed. Her name is London Breed. She's the mayor of San Francisco. She's a left-winger, a radical. They had to remove their spawn of terrorist um, prosecutor there, their George Soros prosecutor, um, and here's the uh, the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed.
0: We can't continue to allow people to freely flow in and out of this city, commit these acts, and get away with it.
2: With it, can't get away with it. Everybody is illiterate. London Breed.
0: I will say um, that there is more there's more feces on the sidewalks than I've ever seen. San
2: Francisco is dying. Nordstrom is leaving. They're pulling out because of crime. <laughs> John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Tylus and Callaway and and on.
1: How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra effort? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? You pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf
2: guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.